Kelly, Kelly Spicer. I'm from Simple Church. Has anybody heard of Simple Church in Reynoldsburg, Ohio? Yeah, you guys have? Crazy. <laughs> um, really? Could be, it could be Periscope. Yeah, we do Periscope. <laughs> YouTube, we're um, we're posting a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of the worship is going to YouTube and stuff for social media, so it could be something yeah. like that. But we utilize a lot of things like that just to get the band out there and um, yes, just worship. Well, maybe you guys would know us as the church that started up in a funeral home. Anybody he- heard of that? No. No? You have? You've heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was us. Um, we started in 2012 in a funeral home, and we spent, what, two years there? Was it total of t- about two years or so? And then we moved into a new building. Um, it's so much nicer. <laughs> um, not fighting spa- for space <laughs> with the um, bodies. <laughs> um, also, we don't have to do teardown and set up. It's, it's actually so amazing now. Um, But this is Kyle. She's one of our worship leaders. Um, We have three that rotate in um, throughout the different Sundays of the month. I am Kelly, the worship director, um, and we are here. Back there, we've just Sunday that we wrote this about her. About her, so not like that. She's not. No. (laughs) So, um, lost my train of thought. This is No Divas Allowed, Striving for Worship Team Unity in Modern Day Culture. So we're going to talk about how we can create an atmosphere of, or a culture of unity within our worship teams. How many people here are worship team leaders or directors? Okay, so good, a good amount of you. How many of you are just on a worship team? You kind of do some um, singing, you play an instrument, that kind of thing? Okay. Good to know. So first thing we're going to do, we're going to start out with just getting some questions from you guys. Um, we're going to write them on the board, and hopefully we'll kind of hit them as we go through the pre- presentation. If not, then we will you know, open it up at the end for answering those questions as well as any that you may think of on the way or along the way. Okay? So anybody have any questions, things that you're hoping to get out of this session today? No? None? Yes? Did I see your hand? Oh, darn it! How do you get there? How do you get there? Okay, that's a good one. We will talk about this. I'll put it, how can I get a Sunday off? Is that a good... Or how, how can I get a Team B started, maybe? I don't know. <gasps> team B. <laughs> don't ever say that. How do we create a second team? <laughs> or multiple teams? Team 1.1. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? That's a good, good one. <laughs> yes? Um, how do you deal with people who have a heart to sing but can't necessarily follow along? Good. <laughs> how 
how to deal with people who Good. That's they fine. Don't. Yep. Yeah. Who can't sing? Because they obviously think they can, but even if like following along is in if they can do harmony, ask them to do harmony because they don't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So yep. um I'll put BGB. I'm gonna put BGB because that's actually how I started and so I feel like it can help and add a lot to that, but let's put harmonies and stuff as well. Personalities because there's times where I'll have someone that's new to the team and they're trying to tell me how to lead the team. Right. Good. Anybody else? Okay. Um, well, if you think of anything along the way, jot it down and then at the end we'll we'll give you time to ask those questions. Okay. Um, okay, so just to start out, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, and then I'll let Kyle tell you a little bit about herself. Um, seventh grade is about when I um, remember things in my life changing. It's when I got saved um, and really started. I mean, I always loved singing. I always loved music. Um, but when I when I got to seventh grade and got saved, and I remember the song. Does anybody remember the song that they got saved to? as the deer panteth for the water. Does that tell you my age? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just a life-changing experience, obviously. Um, and at that moment, I started going to like youth groups and you know, I, I just started learning about Jesus as a savior and a, and a friend rather than just a, a story because growing up, that's how I knew him. I was Catholic and we just knew him as a story. Um, so, you know, we, as I, as I got older, um, kind of just sang around youth group all the time. It's just me. I was always singing like Mariah Carey and just, you know, dumb stuff. And one of the youth leaders came up to me and he was like, hey, you should sing for like one of our specials on Sunday. And I'm like, no, no way. No, that's not me. I'm not doing that. Um, but then, you know, he kept working on me and the time came when I, I actually did. And that was the beginning of it all, just kind of singing like a special here and there. Um, I ended up going to another church. Um, it was called Living Water Worship Center. It's in Albany. It's just a small church. Oh, that's where I see you. That's where I'm from. Oh! I knew I see you so far team and just kind of did some background vocals. Um, I actually ended up leading and um, took over their worship team at the age of 18. So for me, I don't know if any of you are that young, but um, being in charge of something at the age of 18 like that, it, it was I wasn't ready for it. Um, I was very passionate about what I was doing, about my singing, about my worship. I was very passionate, but I didn't have relationships with people. There was um, just a very large gap of, like, there were older people, there were younger people, and then there was me. Like, I had teenagers on my team, right? So, because it was a small church, we used whoever had talent. We were like, come on, let's go, let's, let's do this. Um, so, you know, I just, it lacked, it lacked relationship. 
Um, so whenever it came down to issues, if you don't have relationship, makes it very difficult. So that's my background. Um, we're going to get into a little bit more about that here in a little bit, but let's go ahead and hear about Kyle. Uh, my name is Kyle Smith. I am one of the worship leaders with Simple Church, and um, I've been serving on various worship teams for um, coming up on 10 years. And uh, when I was 18 years old, I saw this girl sing at a service, and um, I was dating at the time my husband. And I said, oh my gosh, she's going to sing at a wedding. And it was like that movie, like fairy tale moment and stuff. And um, she did. She doesn't remember it, but she did sing at my wedding. So it was cool. I remember. <laughs> but I actually started out with background. So I actually didn't lead. I didn't do specials and everything because I was so terrified of my own voice. And I love to sing, want to praise the Lord, but I was so scared. And um, so for several years, I would sing some harmonies and everything. And then I started with a few specials and... Um, we kind of do a song here and there, but it wasn't until planting with Simple Church and still working with Kelly that she helped develop me and, you know, pull me into singing one or two songs and then half the service and then a whole service and then now we're kind of building up a whole set and everything. So it's been an incredible journey, but it also takes, you know, someone to kind of see that and be able to pull that out of the other people. I'm all about pulling talent out of other people, and I just know that she saw this in me and has worked with that and has given me the opportunity to work with incredible musicians over the last three years and just grow and really kind of take it somewhere and stuff. So for me, it is a little bit different because I didn't have this diva mentality because I've been so scared, but I've worked with some and I've been on teams with some where I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here because my background was just so different. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of where, where I am today and stuff. So it's exciting to walk through this because we love team building, but we also love our team and stuff. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. So I actually have a video for y'all to watch. Um, let me just pull it up this way because I want to make sure we play it. So enjoy. Oh no, it's not working. Darn it. You can see it though, right? Oh, maybe, maybe this. Let me try this. Nope, I'm sorry. Call John, call John. Got John right here. Look us up with the sound. Oh, that's like. <laughs> you can hear it. Okay, I'll just play it then. Let me start it over. It's kind of silly, it's just fun. the stage though, correct? No. Well, that to me is a diva moment, would you say? I mean, because everybody has those days when they're not quite prepared or you, you kind of have to go through some extra times, go through a song extra times. 
Um, but the definition of a diva, it can refer to a woman with a reputation for being temperamental or difficult to please. And in show business, having a diva attitude implies someone who is self-important or hard to work with. So today, we are going to talk about how we can avoid this attitude from taking over the people on your worship team and how we can work together in unity to um, produce the best worship, um, you know, passionate, life-changing worship for people. Um, So the first um, category we're going to start with is building relationships. And actually, Kyle's going to kind of touch on the next three points. Um, So a big one is building relationships with your team members and their families. And then if something does arise and, you know, any issues and stuff, it makes it a lot easier. So for us, we, um, one of my biggest things that I've loved that we have doing since starting Simple Church is we use a text app and it's called GroupMe. And it is fabulous. You can categorize different things that you're in. So we have a Simple Church worship texting that goes through and every band member, singer is on that group. We can have conversation with each other. But not only that, during the week, we can also talk to each other, prayer requests, stuff that's going on. You know, the kids are being crazy. So-and-so is in this, you know, the school office. Someone's not feeling good. But it gives us an ability to continue relationships during the week. Um, I don't know if you've been on a team where you don't see anybody until you're at practice. You talk to them briefly, and then you roll in Sunday morning, and you ever wonder why there's no unity, no cohesiveness. It's really hard. You don't understand them. This is something that will help with that when you're... Um, in a relationship with them and you're just following up and seeing how they're doing and taking care of them and it, you know it serves it, it's, a, it's just a good thing for everyone's heart and you know as well too because then if they are at practice and they do seem unprepared maybe you already know why because they've got someone who's in the hospital dealing with things and so you know it's not because they don't want to be there it's because they value the team they just have other things going on outside of it as well so it really does help you know using that um, if you need more info you can ask us about it later but it's a great app that you can use Um, we believe in serving each other. So one of the best things is Kelly has four kids and a husband who will move you. So if you've moved several times over the last few years, they will show up and they will help you move. But it's one of the ways that they help serve the rest of the team and, um, just kind of provide, you know, just the relationship and everything as well. But that's what we'll do for each other too. So if someone needs something, a kid needs picked up from school and one of the parents can't make it, they'll throw it out there. And one of us will try and see what we can do. And, um, it just helps by determining their needs, you know, talking to them. What can I do for you? What do you need? You know, instead of just being like, you're my guitarist, you're going to show up, I need you to play this, and we're going to do our four songs and be done. And so it's, it, it just it creates such a better atmosphere, atmosphere for you, learning their story. We at Simple Church, it is a big thing for the leadership to talk to others and learn their story. Who are you? Where have you been? What is Jesus doing in your life? That is huge for us, and so it also is another way to bond together, and so you know about them. You know where they came from, and you want to know where they're going. And so that's a great avenue. It's great for new team members that you're auditioning or bringing onto the team. Um, we've had session, sessions where we sit around and talk to each other about you know, what God's doing in our life, but maybe where we came from as well, and spending time with them. It is crucial outside of just your band practice and then that Sunday morning together. Just going to do odds and end things. Um, sometimes there's a few of us that will just pick up and go out somewhere. It, it could vary, but really just time outside of that will really help, you know, what the band brings forward and stuff because you're creating more unity. And loving on them. Sometimes it can be incredibly difficult if you're working with someone who, you know, is a little bit harder 
to work with on team, but loving them through that and just praying for them will serve in such a better atmosphere, such a better purpose than just kind of being, you know, mad about it or going home and just kind of resenting them or anything like that, but just really, truly loving them and, you know, seeing what they, what they're kind of going through and just caring, caring for them. And it seems so silly, but it really is one of the best. I mean, our team, like she's, um, Kelly's really created an atmosphere where we care about each other. We pretty much know what's going on, you know, in everyone's life for the most part because we're following up with each other during the week and just praying for the, for each other because it makes it great. You just have these people that you trust and you know you can go to and say, hey, I am struggling. Please pray for me today. This is what's up. You know, and then you get to practice and, you know, you can just have amazing rehearsal space together because you guys are all unified. Building team unity. <laughs> You need to set time apart for growing your team's relationships and friendships. If they care about each other, they will work together more efficiently. We have many different personalities on our team. Um, I'm probably the most loud, obnoxious one out of all of them. I'm totally okay with that. I will admit it every single time. However, I love the people that I'm serving with. We've got people that are more shy, anything, but spending time with them outside of it will make it so much greater. We do... Um, Several things throughout the year we go do um, cookouts. We'll go to, we've done Cedar Point. Oh, Cedar Point. That was, that was fun. fun. It was great. Um, just set up times to go do, you know, do things with each other to get to know each other outside of an element that's just the music and everything as well. The cookouts have been great because what we do is we actually set aside time to do like housekeeping and we'll take care of a few things or Kelly will set like a schedule of what we're looking to kind of go over, and then we talk about that for maybe 30, 45 minutes, but then the rest of the evening is dedicated to just being with each other, creating better friendships, and hanging out. I got a serious question, and it's going to sound very harsh. What if you don't like them? Do you know them? Do you know their story? Have you taken time to get to know them? You know, maybe that's not the point. The point is that some people don't get along with other people, and that's, that's, True. that's not necessarily me, and may not actually be in my life right now, but in my work life, I deal with this all the time, what, you know, they want us to build teams and stuff like that, what if you just don't, I know we have something in common, we love Jesus, and we love worship, right. but other than that, I mean, that's why we work good together, we might work good together on the worship team, but maybe not outside of that. This is a great question because I think we all have had those moments where there are people that we just don't gel with or they're, they're different from us. They have a stronger personality than you do. Um, and it's tough. You do have to say, I love you. And maybe in the back of your head you're saying, I don't like you, but I love you. I'm going to pray for you. And a, a big thing, I think, is is taking the time to try to understand them and why they are the way they are. Because I've found that there's usually something going on when you have a difficult, like say if you have a difficult moment with someone, it's usually because maybe they've had a tough day or they're, they're exhausted from things that they've had to do for the week or what have you. And they just like, well, yeah, I've been screamed at, I've been yelled at, I've had it all. Right. So like 
you just have to kind of take into consideration that they might be going through something. Or maybe they grew up in a tough situation as well, and that's why they are who they are. Um, but that's when we have to just pray for them, that God can change them, because we're not going to change them. We're not going to, but God can. And we can pray that that happens soon. <laughs> yeah. Just, as I say, I've, I've worked with people who grown up and had, they have a harsh personality. Mm-hmm. And whereas I look at them and think they have the personality of a star grizzly bear, they really are trying to be kind in their own way. Right. And I've had to, I've had to deal with that before, and it's it's very hard. But it's, like you said, it's getting to understand them mm-hmm. and figuring out what their background is and why they do what they do. Right. Because they may not understand why someone may be so happy. Right. And you, you also have to take into consideration that, like he said, they may be trying to be nice, but the way that you take it, they're just being rude and obnoxious or what have you. So sometimes it takes a conversation. Sometimes you have to sit them down and you have to say, listen, this is not okay, um, and, and go from there. But we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. No, you're fine. No, it's okay. I mean, a great example for me is um, a few years ago I was on a team, and uh, I could not understand what was wrong with me, why I could not just mesh well with the one of the worship leaders that I was serving with. And it's not because I didn't like that person. I was like, you're awesome. I think you're a great personality. Like, I want to hang out with you. But we'd be at practice, and it just could not, we just could not get it together. And it's not like we had animosity or anything. But what I learned just from learning that person's story was that there was so much background with parental things and just how she viewed relationships that she felt like if she had tried to get to know someone personally, that that person's going to leave. And this is what it is. So I remember one Sunday she was just like, I like your socks. That was it. Like, no communication, no like, I love you. I think things were going great. Practice was awesome. And I really was like, what is wrong with me? Oh, my gosh. But it wasn't until like a few months later just learning that that person's, you know, the the deep-seated issues and learning their story and stuff. Because we're two different personalities, but we had to learn how to work together. You know, and it wasn't because I'm doing anything wrong or that that person's doing anything wrong. It's literally just knowing each other and just being there for each other. Um, one of the other things, like building your team and keeping the unity, um, having these quarterly, have a quarterly meeting and go through the housekeeping, like I said a few minutes ago. It's great. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. You can just set some line items that you want to go through and set it and kind of go through it. Give your team some opportunity to talk to you, give you some feedback. It's essential that you do it. You really, you just have to. It's kind of like, um, you know, keeping your car maintained, giving it the oil change, taking care of things, and you might be able to pull up some issues before things really blow up and get out of hand when it really was just about, like, one small practice thing, and it's not this big, overdrawn, dramatic thing. Um, They don't have to be expensive either. I don't know about church budgets and what other churches are able to do, but sometimes you can go to that, maybe the admin or the advisory board, and maybe ask for some funds to be able to go out and do these things or have a dinner together or have these, you know, some events together. But they don't have to be like that either. It can be going to someone's house and just literally hanging out. Everyone brings a side dish. Sit down for two hours, be with each other. Yeah, we we also have taken meetings and turned them into like little worship sessions. They're fun. Like you just bring out an acoustic guitar and start singing, and everybody's just you know kind of one together. They are singing and worshiping, and it's 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 a great way to build relationships. And just when you're worshiping together in like a pure setting like that, like it's just. It's very heartfelt. Um, it helps you grow together, too. Showing appreciation. 
A big one is people are giving up of their time, their energy, and their talents to be a help to the church, and it's important to recognize that. Um, I know that there's a lot of us, we give up a lot of hours each week. I'm a full-time florist. I run two floral shops. I have a seven-year-old daughter. I help with the youth, and then I also serve on the worship team. There's other things that I do part-time for the church. But showing appreciation to my team members and just saying thank you is not going to be enough. Sometimes um, after big events that we'll go do, like at festivals, anything kind of outside of our normal like Sunday morning realm, you know, we have it kind of fixed in that we give these like $5 Starbucks cards. And I don't know about anybody else, but that is my, like my love language. So you show me a $5 Starbucks card, I'm like, yes, Kelly, I will give you every Sunday. And you know, and it's true. <laughs> so that's, it's just a great way to show your team members that you appreciate them and that you love them and stuff. And the great thing about it, too, is that it's not just a card. She'll take five minutes and, you know, write a, a quick handwritten note, like, thank you for giving up your time and your energy, time with your family, to go for the day and serve, and serve the community, but worship together and stuff. And it's, it really will help just kind of, it goes back into building those relationships, but then you avoid some of those really awkward spots, too. You know, it's, it's very rare that we're walking into those, but I feel like some of the feelings and stuff are maybe associated differently because you're not like, oh, well, I showed up, and so-and-so was late, and blah, blah, and now I'm all mad. And then she didn't even say thank you, you know, like when she has that ready and stuff. It's really great to do that. Um, and shout-outs on social media. I don't know how many of you guys are using stuff, but I know we all like to have instant gratification, right? Because you post that picture, you're looking good, and you're seeing how many likes you've got on your Facebook. I know. <laughs> my husband, my husband is great at this. He will post it, and then he will be upset if he doesn't have, like, 30, 40 likes and stuff. And he'll be like, oh, that was hilarious. Why didn't you <laughs> <laughs> Part of me is like, well, it wasn't that funny. Huh? <laughs> but it's the instant gratification and stuff. But just literally loving on your team members and stuff and just, you know, just a picture. Like, we've got a creative guy, and what he'll do is he'll take a picture of the band, post it and stuff. But also it'll follow, too, with just what those people are doing or how they're they're growing and doing different things and um, serving the team and stuff, but you're doing like a shout out for them, kind of like your volunteer appreciation, but it's a little bit different than just being like, hey, thanks for showing up today, appreciate you. Really mean it, you know, truly mean it. Um, I know I'm still learning, so it's essential for me, like sometimes it is rough going through practice with me because I'm still learning everything when it comes to leading a full set, but I mean it at the bottom of my heart when I tell those musicians and the singers, Thanks for hanging with me. I appreciate it. You don't know, you like, I feel like I can't hang with them. And so I tell them every time, I appreciate what they do and that they are teaching me and helping me move forward so that way we can worship and glorify God because it is not for the people in front of us. It is only for the Lord above us. And that is, that's it for me. But they're helping me move that way and they're patient with me. You know, they're helping me learn different things and just work a whole live band. I never even thought about it that way until really, Amanda said it one time, she was like, it's a live band. I'm like, oh, Yes, and I get it. But it's really, it's just, it's essential to do these things and just show your appreciation to your team members. All right. So next we're going to talk about... Come on. Is it not going to go? It was working like five minutes ago. Okay. Duplicate yourself and develop others. This is going to answer the question that you had in the front row here. Okay, so David Santa Stephen, anybody heard of him? Yeah, he's worship, worship leader, has a lot of resources out there. I think it's davidsantastephen.com. 
because I just, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But anyways, um, he says, unity is strengthened when you assign responsibilities and believe that they can fulfill it. Trust your team members and believe that they can do great things and allow them to do them. When they feel they are trusted and can run with a project, it means the world to them. So it's really, really important to make your team members feel valued. Um, their opinions need to, to feel validated sometimes. Are we always going to do what they suggest? No. Probably half the time, no. Or more than half the time, no. But you at least have to acknowledge that they've tried to put some input in there. Um, it's, you know, we, it's just very, very essential that, that you make them feel like they are valued. Um, so one, some ways you can do this. Um, the first thing is to just know your people. You need to know them. This we talked about building your relationship. Um, you you got to know what they're capable of, where they've come from. You need to know um, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and that will help you to dis to discern um, if they're a good fit for whatever position you're seeking to fill. So know your people. Take them out to lunch. Take them out to dinner. Um, find out what their heart is, and 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 figure that out there. Um, the next thing is the mentor process. This is something that um, Aaron, our pastor, Aaron DeLong, he preaches this to me all the time. Um, and I'm pretty sure he tells all of the leaders this, but we're, this is how you duplicate yourself. And it's hard to like for me to like just say it. I have to read it because if I don't, I will mess it up. But the process is this. I do, you watch. I do, you help. You do, I help. You do, I watch. And then you give feedback in between each of those steps. And every person is going to be different in how they progress along that. Um, it, it, because it, it could be a very slow process for some because they aren't maybe accustomed to your culture or the way that you do things. Um, but that's where the feedback comes in. you got to just kind of explain what the vision is, first of all, um, and what you would like to see. And um, hopefully they've watched you long enough to know exactly you know, where you're going with your worship or how you lead worship, in our case it's leading worship. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you do. So I'll, I'll say it again. I do, you watch. I do, you help. You do, I help. You do, I watch. Okay, so number five. How do you go? Technology is fun. It was working just fine before. All right, so number five is earn the team's respect. Don't just demand it. Um, you can't just walk into a room and, and expect that everybody's going to respect you just because you have a title of worship leader. It just doesn't happen. Everybody has their own personalities like we talked about. You have to earn that respect, and there are a few ways that you can do that. And I know there's a lot more than this. This is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. But um, the first thing is don't be a hypocrite. If you have rules, if, if there are certain things you expect, then you need to follow those rules too. You can't just say, don't be late. And then show up 10 minutes late with Starbucks in your hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> if the shoe fits. No. Um, <laughs> no. No, but seriously. 
seriously, you can't you can't make rules and then break them because there's nothing that is going to repair that. They are not going to respect you if you cannot keep your own rules. <clears throat> and um, the second one is be responsive. Um, I this is important because a lot of people think you're too busy. I'm too busy. I have this going on. I have four kids. I work and you know all of this stuff that goes on every day in your life and if you're a leader you cannot be too busy for your team you have to be responsive now am I saying that you have to drop everything you're doing and have a conversation a half-hour conversation with someone no I'm not saying that but if somebody texts you or they email you a question um, just acknowledge it like you don't have to answer it if you don't have the answer you can just quickly text them back I will get that answer for you. Thanks for your question. I'll talk to you soon. Just letting them know that you value their question. And, you know, if you, if you don't do that, they're going to just think, well, that person doesn't, she doesn't care about me. She doesn't care about my question. Um, I'm actually working on a worship night right now. Um, it's coming up in a couple of weeks and I've got like we we've invited several area churches to come in um, some of their worship leaders some of their musicians and we're all working together um, to create this awesome night of worship and um, one of the worship leaders I have a very difficult time with communication with him um, because I'll text I'll call I'll social media whatever and he does not respond to me and it's so frustrating because it's like serious questions like what song do you want to lead right and he's like I don't care three days later I don't care that to me is like you could have maybe when I when I text you and you get that text it comes up right away you know you've got it say you know what? I'm not sure but I value the question and I I will respond to you when I get a moment you know what I mean just making sure that they know or the person that is trying to contact you that you care about what they're needing to know um, I, I feel like it's it's just an unacceptable thing to not respond to people at all it just kinda shows an attitude of I don't care about your concerns I'm too busy for you and really I, I really just don't care about you so just make an intentional effort to respond to your people um, and then the last one is approach your team with confidence and humility. It has to be a good balance. Um, you need to know what you have in mind for a song. You need to know what you have in mind for a set. Um, and be specific. Be ready. Be listening to your music and know what you want. But always make sure you're also open for suggestions because you don't want to come across as rigid and it's my way or the highway. Like You want to create that atmosphere of you know what you're doing but I'm willing to listen if you think something would be better so that people can you know trust you and so that is all for that point now the next one is conflict resolution and this is a tough one I think it's tough for all of us we all have conflict in our teams um, you're, it's just something that that happens um, this is a, another place, though, where your relationships can actually make or break the situation. Um, so my very first conflict that I can think back to with a worship team was um, when I was 18, 
And like I told you, I didn't have any relationships on that team at all. Really just we saw each other at practice on Tuesday nights and um, Sunday. That was it, Tuesdays and Sundays. We, that's when we saw each other. We never went out and did things together. We just we didn't have the relationships. Um, so there was this one person. He was special. Um, he... He uh, let me know that he didn't like the way that I was doing things. And I'll, I'll tell you this too, like, I just, like, came into the position and I didn't change anything. It was exactly the same as it was. Um, but uh, he didn't like it. He wanted to make changes. He wrote me a big, like, two-page letter about all the things I was doing wrong. And, you know, at the time I was just like okay, well, see ya, bye, that's, that's fine. And then two days of crying later, because, I mean, it, it's devastating. It's devastating to have somebody just rip you apart. Um, so two days later, I just remember thinking, well, I could have handled that better, right? But he was gone, and that was just it. And I was like, well, fine, you feel that way? See ya, this isn't the team for you. Had I known what I know now, it could have been so much different because... I, I, first of all, I know I would have had better relationship with him, um, and we most likely would have been able to talk through that a little bit better. Um, but, but you live and you learn, right? So, um, like I said before, I've had people scream at me, um, lose their tempers, just tell me all the things they think I do wrong. Like, apparently, I make these faces if I hear a wrong note. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I'm working on it. I'm trying, really. But, like, you know what I mean? You hear something off and you're kind of like this. Well, apparently it offends people. So don't do that. <laughs> um, I've, I've actually had people threaten to quit because they don't get paid. Um, I even had somebody say to me, you know, you always tell us what to do. And I was like, huh. That's kind of my job. That's kind of what I'm supposed to do. So, I mean, we're all imperfect. Like, no, nobody here is perfect. I'm far from perfect. Um, but I try to make sure that my team knows that I don't know everything. I, I mean, that I don't think that I know everything. I know they know that, but I want them to know that I really and truly don't think that I know everything. It's just that when I come into practice, I do expect it maybe to be a certain way. Um, but, you know, you're always going to have special personalities that we have to deal with. It's just life. Um, but some of the ways that we can deal with conflict are um, be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Um, this is something that pastor, our pastor Aaron also says a lot. Um, basically, if you have an issue, you want to seek that person out. Don't wait for it to fester. Um, find that person immediately and deal with it. Don't wait a week. Don't wait two days. If you know something's going on, go run at it. Because what's going to happen is if you do not... They're going to start talking. They're going to be dissatisfied. They're going to talk to other people on the team. And then that po it's like poison. It just spreads. Um, and it causes disunity. So you definitely just want to take the bull by the horns and, and deal with it. And it's tough. But, but you definitely have to deal with it. So one way we can do this is Matthew 18, 15 through 17. You guys all know this. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll read it to you. Um, it says the it's it basically it's the Lord's conflict resolution plan, right? If a fellow believer hurts you, go tell him. This is the message version. Version, by the way. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a good friend. If he won't listen, take one or two others along so that the presence of witnesses will keep things honest and try again. If he still won't listen, tell the church. And if he won't listen to the church, you'll have to start over from scratch. Confront him with the need for repentance and offer God's forgiving love. This is the Bible. It's tough. It's tough to do this because... um, Just having that confrontation alone is hard. But if you make time for it and you prepare yourself for it, um, it can, it can end up being a friendship. You know, you can find out things that maybe you never knew about the person and you can be praying with them. This is another way that you can learn their story and love them because you can work, walk with them through whatever it is that they may be going through as well as address some of these issues um make time to talk it out that's that's essential you want to talk it out you don't want to text it out you don't want to um email it out um there's just too much that can be misinterpreted in a text um (laughs) i mean we just had a conversation the other day where we were texting and I was totally laughing my head off on the other end and she was like taking me for serious. Like it happens and, and people, especially with special personalities, those people tend to take things out of context and they're looking for a reason to get mad at you. So I have a a quick video that I wanted to play. We'll see if this works. If you guys can't hear it, we'll just nix it. Can you hear it?
step down. It's not something that we ever want to have to do, especially can be difficult because if you have a smaller team already, it can be hard to say goodbye to your base player if that's who it is, you know what I mean? It's, it's difficult, um, but we can't focus on that. We have to remember that if this person's not supposed to be here, God's going to supply somebody else to fill that spot. Um, it's just sometimes it's necessary if they're difficult and they you've gone to them like you know the Bible says you've taken somebody maybe take your pastor with you if you have to to have a conversation um, and if they're still not listening they're still not um, hearing you they're continuing with the the bad attitude and it starts to spread throughout your team it might be just time that you have to say goodbye. Um, it can affect other people, and it can cause the whole team to stop showing respect for you or for just the team in general. Um, so just it, whatever you do, if you do have to say goodbye to someone, um, make sure that um, you follow up with them. Make sure that you um, check in and just make sure that they're, you know, maybe maybe they had a change of heart. Maybe it's time that they come back or something just don't forget about them because um keep praying for them because you never know god can can do some big things and i mean he changed me changed i'm sure some of you have pasts and and god has made you new and changed you so it can happen um you just can't allow disunity to take down your whole entire team because it definitely will um the last scripture i have here is Romans 15, 3 through 6. I like the message version, if you can't tell. Um, But it says, that's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waded right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled, is the way scripture puts it. Even if it was written in scripture long ago, you can be sure it is written for us. God wants the combination of his steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in scripture to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever he will do next. May our dependably steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in all of you or in you so that you get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us all. Then we'll be a choir, not our voices only, but our very lives singing in harmony in a stunning anthem to the God and Father of our Master Jesus. That's our goal, right? Is that we are all worshiping in one heart and one mind in unity. So that is the entire presentation that we have. But let's look at these questions to see if um, we answered them. Right. Did you did you take notes and put that in I your notes? Don't call them Team B. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, really and truly, you, you've got to duplicate yourself and find somebody you think that can do it. Do you have any people on your team that you think could see? And, and sometimes you just have to pull it out of them. Like this one right here. She would have never done that until... Um, Right? Am I wrong? I mean, just think about it. Like, she would never have ever offered to lead worship. Sometimes you just have to pull them in. Yep, and give them, and and don't set them up for failure, but, like, give them small, steady steps. Like, give them a solo. Then give them, you know what I mean? Like, just slowly getting them accustomed to it. You can't say, like, the very first day somebody's up there, I want you to pray in front of everybody, because that will freak them out. They just... Pray, what, out loud? So, yeah, just do it slowly. Yep. Um, how to deal with people who can't sing background vocals and harmonies. Um, it, now, when you ask that question, do you mean like um, people who just can't sing in general or people who can't sing background vocals and harmonies? Okay. Yeah. So in that situation, I think it would be beneficial to have a one-on-one conversation. Have you done that? No. It's 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 scary though, isn't it? It's very scary. But um, make sure you sit down before you go and write. If you need to write it out, write out what you want to accomplish in the end of it. Um, things that you want to say, if you write it out, then you'll be able to remember because in the midst of a conversation, it can be, you can forget what, what it is that you're trying to get across just because of what they're saying. Um, but yeah, have a conversation with them and tell them what you expect, what you need. Um, and you know, just be blunt. You have to, you can't be nice all the time. Like I try to be really nice all the time, but apparently I'm not. <laughs> well, here's a good question. Is that is this person already on your team, or is this like, do you guys do auditions, anything like that? No, this person, and this is just a while back, this is a hypothetical, because I had this situation, and I still never fixed it before I left. Yeah. So this person was already on the team. Gotcha. Yeah. So for us, we, we actually do go through an audition process. Um, once, once people are interested in joining the team, Kelly sets up you know, their songs that they have to learn. We bring a whole band in, we audition them, and... Um, so it is, it's like a prerequisite for us. Like you have to be able to sing the background vocals and harmonies. Because here's what you run into. Three singers show up to practice. Everybody thinks that they're going to be the lead and stuff. And I know that it sounds silly because you'll be scheduled. We use a thing called planning center. And it'll say background vocals. And that person will show up and they're singing lead the whole time. And then you're saying, hey, you're still singing the lead. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) It's essential. We actually audition them and they have to be able to sing a part to it. And it's also, what I've really valued from this, too, is that it teaches them to work with the other leaders and stuff as well before they think that they're just going to walk up and, let's say, be on platform and be singing the lead songs every single Sunday. So it's actually something I've come to really love and respect. And um, most of the time, too, like, I'll tell you, I love singing background sometimes more than leading because I feel like it could be more free. But I feel like it just teaches something completely different. Um, So I think it's been great for us to implement that, too, so... People aren't just like joining the team and then don't know how to do it. Because um, singing parts is hard. If you haven't done it, it's hard to sometimes teach it to someone who doesn't have the ear for it, anything like that. But I think yeah. that was a great element that we had was having that in. 
Yeah, and I've had people come to practice and they are not practice, but to like their audition and they nail it, right? But then when you get them to practice, um, it's a little more difficult for them because maybe they didn't practice or whatever like they did for that audition. Um, and that's hard. And sometimes a conversation has to be had at that point too. I've um, actually had to recently talk with someone about, because she just didn't have the skill. Um, so it's a little bit different, but she didn't have the skill to sing um, the harmonies, but we had already let her on the team because of her audition. It was pretty good. Um, so that was difficult. I had to walk through that with her. Um, I offered my assistance to try to help her learn parts, and that went on for a few months. Um, worked with her, tried to help develop her, um, telling her exactly what I wanted her to sing and when I wanted her to sing it. And also all the time praying that God would diffuse the situation himself. And ultimately he did because she ended up stepping down and I didn't have to ask her to. Um, and also I put all, a lot of time into her too. So I got to learn her story and everything that was going on in her life. So, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but you know, if you pray about it, maybe she'll end up stepping down on her own. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. And is that terrible? But I mean, <laughs> but it's true. Like sometimes that's just what, has to happen. God has to move on their heart to do something different if it's just not their thing. When you have those conversations when they can't, like, I come off, I don't try to be that way, and I guess I, I need to learn to stop with myself. I'm just, I've been district manager, manager slow. Like, I, I'm just used to telling it as yeah. it is. So coming to a worship thing, like, I, my first thing when um, I took over a, at a larger church, it was like, okay, I told this person, because I had everyone re audition this girl couldn't sing harmonies, and she's like, well, I'm going to be on American Idol, and I'm just like, well, you're going to be told by Simon that you can't sing. Like, that, that's not that was rude of me, you know, like, oh, oh, I <laughs> that was that was it, but it was just because she was coming at me, and I, yeah. my flesh took over. So. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I've obviously been taken, but what's your approach on, like, how do you tell somebody, like, I try to explain, I guess, I use the analogy of, like, hey, if, if it's art, like, and I'm supposed to be this art leader, and I'm drawing stick figures. It doesn't work that way. And like, maybe mm-hmm. you have a gifting somewhere else. Is that like? How do you explain like the gifting? Well, when I sat down with this specific person, I was very blunt, but in a loving way. Like I, I didn't want to hurt her feelings, and I was like, listen when you're singing, you're not quite hitting the notes that you need to hit. That's pretty blunt, but, but nice, you know, like I love you and you're a great addition to our team. Um, we loved your audition, but when you're coming to practice, I I know you're working hard, but you're not quite getting those notes. Um, and she, she would totally agree with me. Like, yes, I know. I know I had a rough week or, you know, I didn't have as much time to practice this week. What can I do to, to, you know, be better? And she was really interested in, getting better and sometimes they can get better if you work with them but at the same time there are those people like her who I think they realize it's too much work to try to be better so then they just kind of find something else that they're passionate about yeah oh no you you can go go ahead Unacceptable. <laughs> um, 
it's unacceptable. And I've had meetings because people had been habitually late, not 35 minutes, but like even five minutes late. Because if they get there five minutes late, they still got to set up their equipment. They still got to test for sound. And then it's, you know, 7.30 before you get started and you were supposed to start at 7. It's not acceptable. So really, we kind of address that in one of our quarterly meetings. Like this is what it is. If you do not come to practice on time, say you don't call, you don't let us know what's going on, and you're half hour late, then I'm sorry, you, you sit. You sit, and you do that one time, nobody else is going to be late. Because you you, you got to follow through with it, because it, it if you don't, then they're just going to be like, ah, well, he said it, but he didn't mean it. I can be late. And if you... Yeah, well, if you follow through with it and you're, you're lacking a rhythm guitar one Sunday, it's going to suck. But it's still going to teach them a lesson and they won't be late. They won't be late again. And if they do continue to be late, even so, then maybe it's time for a conversation one-on-one. Because typically what I'll do is I'll address the whole group with something like that. And then if it's like one person that keeps doing it, then I'll talk to them. Yeah, you guys, you can leave if you have a place to be. But what was that? Yeah, it 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 can be difficult. So, just um, I would say just have that conversation personally. That's probably the next step. Thank you, guys.